Praise the Lord. What a great day in the house of the Lord. We have so appreciated the ministry of Pastor Charlie and Sharon Sweet. What an outstanding week we've had with them, and this morning was over the top in the presence of God, wasn't it? Let's stand tonight and welcome them as they come and pour out their hearts and ministry once again to us. Hallelujah. So thankful for the ministry and the prophetic anointing that's on the house and on all of us here. And let's show our appreciation to this couple for their ministry and for the way they sacrifice for the kingdom of God. Bless you. Thank you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wow. Have a seat. <laughs> you know, we went back to the room. And I just started to say to the Lord, thank you for the Kairos moment that this church is in and that we get to be a part of it. And as I've said, we weren't supposed to be part of it. And now we're part of it. And I was just giving God the glory. And he started to speak to me. He says, you know, Charlie, you don't have the luxury of changing the assignment that I've given to you. And you may even stink at it, but stay on assignment. So, you know, I'm not saying you're stinking at it. I'm just being honest with you. Stay on assignment. Don't give up. Stay on guard. Don't, don't walk away from your guard duty. Don't walk away from your post. Stay on assignment. And God has got so much more for you and uh, we're just blessed to be here i'm going to bring you as quickly as i can part two of this morning's word um and hopefully uh, my uh, ipad says yes i'm going to cooperate tonight and it is uh let's put the title slide up there some of you will recognize this place it's called Catch God Thoughts. And if you don't know what that is, that's the actual wailing wall, right? Prayer wall in Israel. Glory to God. And the young man way over on the left is our oldest grandson, JJ. And he got to go to Israel with the interns and, you know, changed his life. You know, we serve a God who changes our lives. But I don't like change. Tough. Build a bridge and get over it. He's the God of change. Glory to God. And I want to read a scripture to you. And God gave me this illumination to this scripture while I was at Pastor Ed's at Daystar. And, you know, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, very familiar scripture. Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And God started to speak to me, and he said, See, what can derail you? Yeah, I get right back into it. It's like I get a little breather and come right back. What can, what this, what I'm bringing you this tonight about on thoughts is the very thing about being a tile breaker, the thing that will stop you from having that passion and that drive to be the friend, to break through the, the tile roofs and the, and the mud and the sticks of someone's heart to get them in front of Jesus is the thought process. 
And God spoke to me while I was in Leduc, and God says, you know, that just doesn't mean to captivate the bad thoughts that are coming your way. It means to catch the God thoughts that are coming your way. So, you know, if you got a computer in your heart, okay, because the heart is the control central of everything we do in our lives, and you got a trash bin, captivate the negative thoughts, ta- captivate the thoughts that are junk, and throw them in the trash bin, and take the positive thoughts, and mix it with the Word of God, and watch what He can do. Now look at this. Next slide, please. I put this here. I wasn't going to put it up there, but I'm going to put it up there. Do you sometimes feel boxed in, under siege, bound up, everything around you is falling apart? I don't know about you, but I've been there several times. Several times. (laughs) Next slide. Look at this. Satan tries to fuel our fears with suggestions like, you're not as sharp as you used to be, are you? Or, you'll probably be forgotten, won't you? Or you'll eventually end up alone, right? Why do you think God would let someone like you into heaven? Come on. If, if, you know, these are just a few of the top ten hits that Satan throws at us. Honestly. We were on the plane coming here, going to, you know, we were going to stop there and then come here and say, and, and I heard the voice so clearly on the airplane, what do you think you're going to do in Edmonton? And I said, absolutely nothing, just the mouthpiece. God is going to do it. So back off, Satan. See, that's how you got to talk to him. Remember, he's a defeated enemy. Stop giving him the billboard of your life. Just saying. Look at this. I don't know why God gives me all this stuff. This part of this came on the airplane. Maybe it's because I was 38,000 feet closer to God. I don't know. But anyway, it says, I put here, but then there's a voice of the Holy Spirit. Come on, praise God for the voice of the Holy Spirit. See, every morning I wake up, I say, God, I need more of your spirit. I need more. I need to hear more of your spirit. The herald of our healing, the bearer of our beauty, the messenger of our mercy, the singer of sanity, the cantor of Christ. That's what we need. That's the voice that transcends and trumps every other voice that tries to come and stop you from reaching your destiny. Oh, why, why, why would you do that for your friend? Why would you, you know, I, I got thinking to myself, why did those four friends go through all of that? And again, it gets right back to their faith. They weren't going to let anything stop them. Wow. Look at this slide. God the Father, by the spirit of sonship, continues to free us from all of our fears, past present, and future. You know what will stop you from being a tile breaker? Is allowing the fear that the enemy puts in your heart that, oh, like I said this morning, you'll be embarrassed, or what if it doesn't go through? You know, we've got to guard our thought process. You're going to see very shortly what I'm talking about. 
I want, I want the Holy Spirit to speak so loudly in my life that I can't hear any other voices. It's like standing, when you're standing up here up front, if you've never tried coming up front during a worship service, come and stand up here. The bass goes right through your belly, okay? And the yelling from the young people and the music, you can't hear anything but God. Can I tell you something? Just, I'll give you this as, as part of how my mind thinks with my heart. You can't multitask during worship. You're either worshiping or you're not. You've got to be fully in to the river. And see, when you're fully into the river, you're not going to hear any other voice but the voice of Christ. You know, the, the Bible says, the sheep know my voice. Wow. I feel, I feel to tell you guys tonight, let God speak so clearly in your lives that every deceiving voice, and I'm going to use the word deceiving, is silenced. I pray, you know, someone said to me, does God really bring shattering moments to your life that it so shakes you? Yes, he does. He allows shattering moments in our lives. We've had so many shattering moments, right, Sharon? We've had so many shattering moments. People that we walked with 10 and 15 years betrayed us. We were shattered. Look at this quote. Next, next slide, please. Could we not almost say that this shattering is one of the marks of his presence? You know, and then when you read James, you find it, it even gets stronger on you. You know, James says, count it all joy. You know what he's talking about? All the shattering moments that come. And then we ask, you know, if you ask, oh, how long is it going to last? A while. How long is a while? Heaven only knows. All I know is we got to count it joy. You know, someone said to me, are you saying God puts bad things on us? Absolutely not. We don't serve that kind of God. But he allows. He did it with Job. Satan so knew. He said, I can't touch Job. You've put a hedge of protection around him. Man, every time I read that scripture, I say, pray a hedge of protection around your children, around your spouses, around everything that you do. Because even Satan knows he can't touch. He can't touch it when there's the hedge around it. God had to remove it. This book is full of people who had to face impossible assignments, impossible situations. Jesus himself. He says, Dad, can you take this cup from me? Silence. How many times do you see people in this word being stretched out of their comfort zones? People get upset. Oh, I'm being stretched. 
I've done it. <laughs> My wife says, grow up. You know, guys, I want to say this to you as an aside. I know this isn't a men's conference, but your wives do hear from God. So you better start opening your ears before you get too far down the road. Just saying. All right. Look at this next slide. Imagine what our lives would look like without struggle or adversity. We'd have weak prayer lives. We'd be soft warriors. We'd, been, we'd live an unchallenged life, and we'd have a life of apathy, which most of North America is living in. Wake up! Come on, wake up. God's got so much for us to do. You know, I left the room tonight, and I just filled my pocket with bags of seed. Mustard seeds. I'm big on mustard seeds. All we have is Jesus Christ. He's the resurrection seed. And I believe that, you know, I put, we carry mustard seeds in our Bible to remind us that if we can have the faith of a mustard seed, we can say to that mountain, be cast into the sea, and it will be cast into the sea. <laughs> put up the next slide, please. Let God's presence guide your thoughts through the storms. Oh, my God! Look at the storm! Don't worry. He that sends the storm is the rudder of your boat. Is this storm ever going to end? Yes. Storms end. I'd rather go through a storm with Jesus in my boat than to try to navigate the storm without him. But you got to watch your thought process when storms come. Who are you going to believe? You're going to believe a defeated enemy? You're going to believe the thoughts that the enemy, you're never going to make it, you're never going to get through this, you're, you know, your checkbook is going eh, 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 empty, 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 and things are breaking down and everything else is happening. How about we say, not going to listen to those thoughts. I serve a bigger God. I trust my God. My God is going to get, get me through it. But look at this. Look at this. I, I, I just want to keep pointing these out to you. Next slide. Sometimes God puts a struggle, a storm, or a situation in our life that does not seem to move. <laughs> Here it is. Next slide. However, he does allow things in our lives. And here it is. I refer to it. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. That word there is hupomeo, to persevere, to push through, to be patient for the things that God has for you. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete and lacking for nothing. I wear this scripture out especially when we're in the building process. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listen, it's going to happen. We're going to go through it. Look at this next slide. <laughs> James 5.11. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him and at the end, for the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. 
God did not remove Goliath. He taught David how to fight Goliath. The fish did not consume and digest Jonah. On the third day, it spit him out and gave him a second chance. The earth did not consume Jesus. And the third day, he rose again so that we get a second chance. We have got to learn to fight our Goliaths. we got to learn to get through our storms. You know, when you go into a storm, you should come out of the storm stronger and more wiser and more stronger than before you went into the storm. But the thoughts that come to your mind try to hold you and keep you in the storm. And instead of saying, my boat is sinking, you say, no, my boat is rising. I'm, I'm putting the sails up. I don't care what the storm looks like. God's going to breathe into my sails, and I'm going to get through this storm. Come on now. Listen, look. Next slide. Don't let your thoughts shape you. You shape your thoughts. Guard your thoughts. Be careful. Uh-oh. Be careful who you let in to speak into your life. It blows my mind, Pastor, when I used to be the executive pastor and I'd say, who told you this? Where did you get this? Oh, I talked to my buddy at work. Your buddy at work who's been arrested five times and is on drugs and has an alcohol problem? You're taking advice from that person? Be careful. Guard your ear gate. Who speaks into your life? Oh, but they're my friends. Well, be careful. Be careful. Have joyous thoughts. Have thoughts of gratitude. Have thoughts of hope. It changes. When you're positive, it will change the way you live. It will change the way you face life. When you allow negative thoughts to come into your life, they will start to rule you. And it's very hard to recover from that. Here's what I suggest to you. Next slide. Think like a champion. Psalm 23 changes the way we think. It's a filter for thoughts that bombard you daily. I read Psalm 23 every day. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me by the, the, the still waters. He restores my soul. Come on, we got to remind ourselves. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, I walk through the valley on the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me, and the rod and thy staff comfort me. Though thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever when you read that scripture every day it's a filter 
for the day that you're going to go through. No matter what happens, when, when I was going through the building process, when we were fighting for different things with the inner city ministries and everything, I would say, I am walking through the valley in the shadow of darkness, but I have the rod of God in my hands. I have the anointing of the Holy Spirit in me and I can I will overcome everything that comes against me. God, you will give me wisdom, you will give me knowledge, you will give me strength to get through this day, to get through these meetings because you're a God that loves me. You're my Abba Father. You found me, you adopted me, you picked me up out of the muck and the mire, you cleaned me up, you put a robe and a ring on me of righteousness. That's how you fight these thoughts. That's how you come against these thoughts. Look at this next slide. Here it is, folks. Sometimes God will put a Goliath in your life for you to find the David within you. Come on. Goliath was a champion. He was. But he was a monster who had never been beaten. And then this young guy, David, comes along. And he becomes God's champion. There's champions, and then there's God's champions. I want to be a God's champion. Look at this. Next slide. The thoughts you allow in to feed your imagination will dictate how you feel. And those feelings will ultimately determine the course of your life. We need to learn to control our thoughts and the thoughts we allow in. <laughs> Problems are temporary. Circumstances are temporary. Even relationships some, can sometimes be temporary. But the unseen things, the spiritual truths, they're eternal. You okay? Here's two weapons that you can fight and guard your thoughts with. 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We're not destroyed. The second tool is 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, spiritless, disappointed, or afraid. Though our outer self is progressively wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. Come on, we got to get the Word of God. No matter what is happening on the, on the outside, our inward man and woman is being renewed every day, and you've got to get that in your spirit. No matter what the enemy tries to bring against you. Look at this. Now, this is the whole crux of it. I want you to get this. I want you to get this. Our thoughts determine if we reach our destiny or not. Follow this. Thoughts we allow into our mind feed our imagination which then feeds our vision which will then determine our destiny you let garbage in you're not going to reach your destiny you're not going to have vision listen I was at a church and we had time in between the morning service and the night service and they strapped a virtual reality 
You know those devices that they put over your eyes? And I never said anything to them, and they strapped that device on me, and the next thing I know, I am standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon. Now, something you should know about me, this is even a scary height for me. And all of a sudden, there's this plexiglass platform that you walk out on, and they're going, Pastor, walk out on the platform. Nope. And I could feel myself backing up. It was so real. And then a bird flew by, and I'm squatting at the bird because I'm like, don't come near me. I don't want to fall. And the Lord spoke to me. See, what was coming in my eye gate was starting to control what my mind was thinking. And my mind started to put a fear down in my heart. And instead of being brave and walking out into what maybe God has for me, I was retreating, meaning I would never reach the destiny that God has for me. We have got to be, oh man, saints of God, if you can just get this, we have got to be careful what we let in. Positive or negative thoughts is our choice. And we have to determine what we let in and what we don't. Don't let thoughts, you know, because the thoughts feed our mind, we become what our thoughts are. You can't be victorious. You can't be the victor and the victim at the same time. Don't let the word, don't let the world in negative circumstances drive your thoughts. Let God thoughts, let the word of God. Imagine if you strap this on for virtual reality. What if you're walking around and you're saying, wow, look at that woman pressing through the crowd. Look at that second king's woman putting out those pots and the oil just started to flow. Look at that. The stone got rolled away. And by golly, by geez, he raised up on the third day just like he said he would. When you feed your thoughts your imagination gets fed with the Word of God. Now your imagination is fueling, fueling your future. It's fueling who you are. Wow, God bless you. Wow, look at this. Follow this. We must let the word the, we must let the God thoughts that feed our imagination, that come through the Word of God, be far superior to anything else we see and let in with our natural eyes. This is your filter. Wow. I told, I don't know if I told you guys, I don't know if I said this, there are three churches in upstate New York, in the capital, Albany, New York, that have banned the full Bible. They only allow the people to have the New Testament Bible because they say the Old Testament is no longer appropriate for today's living. Step back and watch the lightning fall. Just so happens, coincidentally, the Ten Commandments are in the Old Testament. Just so happens, the Old Testament predicts the coming of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world.
Next slide. For our light and our monetary troubles are achieving for us an external glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not what on what is seen, but what on what is unseen is eternal. Wow. Wow. Next slide. I don't mean to be boring you here, but I want to get this through to you. Let your thought pass through the cross before they reach your heart. Capture every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. Capture and toss the bad thoughts. Keep the good thoughts. Be an overcomer. If this church, and I believe this church is going into overflow, you can't go into overflow if you let bad thoughts hold you back. Come on. No matter what life is throwing at you, at school, at work, in your home, whatever is going on, God has given us, you and I, the ability to overcome. He has given us, he, he has given us, he has told us everything that life throws at you can be changed. Luke chapter 2 verse 40 says this, next slide. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. That's speaking of Jesus. Let Christ. He, Christ led a perfect life. He is the only. He led a perfect life. Let God transform your nature. Not just your behavior. Let God transform your nature, not just your behavior. Pastor Mark, why don't you come up here and let's tie a bow on this thing. I, I feel to tell you, you need to put all of your faith in Christ. I know this is a good church, and I'm an outsider coming in, but I just feel, I can sense, I can smell what God is doing here, and it's going to require every bit of faith that you have. Keep your eyes on God. When you keep your eyes on God, when you keep your heart in the Word, He will change your thoughts. He'll change you. Look at Next slide. We don't serve an ordinary God. If we don't see our moment of seed, we're going to miss our moments of opportunity. This church is about to see its moments of seed like you've never seen before. But you can't let negative thoughts say, ah, we've been there before. So what's different this time? I can't answer that. All I know is, right, Sharon? We've gone through life, and there's been things that just haven't happened, but we just keep going. We just keep going. We're just going to keep trusting God. We're not going to give up on God. We're not going to say, no, God, we're throwing in the towel. There is no throwing in the towel. We are in this till our death. We are not going to back up. We're not going to walk away. We're going to prosper. We've lived our life always this way. God says, prosper where you're planted. So we're going to prosper where God plants us. We're not going to look somewhere else and say, maybe we should go over there because maybe it's better over there. Can I tell you something? If it's not God's will for you to be over there, it's not going to be better over there. 
The enemy tries to come and get you off your post, just like Nehemiah. He tried to come and get Nehemiah. The wall was half built, and he comes and tries to get Nehemiah off the wall. Stay on the wall. Stay on your post. Don't let negative thoughts come and just drive you into the ground. Don't let negative thoughts. Look it. Look it. I'm going to show you what a seed can do. Next slide. See that, Pastor Mike? Look what a mere, look what a mere seed can do. <laughs> you know, God said to me, visuals really do the job. Put up the next slide, please. In order for us to change things, we must first change. Uh-oh. Be transformed into the kingdom of God. Don't let negative thoughts of disappointment, discouragement, unbelief, indifference, negativity, skepticism, fear get hold of you. Let your faith mix with the anointing and the promises of God. Come on now. Look at this. Next slide. I'm almost done. The promises of God are like the sails on a boat, but they need the breath of God to fill them. You're afraid to put your sails up? Put them up. Well, I've been blown off course before. Keep your thoughts on God. Keep your thoughts on the Word of God. Keep your thoughts on the promises of God. Let the breath of God fill your sail. Those, those sails, I believe, are gifts that God gives you. Let Him blow into those gifts and let Him bring you into your destiny. Now, I want to show you something about our thought process. Here it is. Well, here's the one. Hope. This is hope is having only positive expectations. Next slide. Life is hard. God is good. <laughs> Therefore, stand firm in his grace. John Falper said that. When God raises up a body of believers to take a region, he fills you with positive thoughts, though that you can impact the economy of your area. You will impact the health of your area. You can impact the spirituality of your area. And you can even change the mindset of your area if you allow God to fill you with those positive thoughts. If you're going to be tile breakers, you got to break this off. Next slide. We got to break off every negative, doubtful thought that comes against you. Every negative thought that tries to intimidate your mind, that tries to keep you from the things God has for you. Every negative thought that tries to stop you from dreaming or killing our focus and our vision and puts us in a numb state. Pastor, too many churches, too many believers today are in a numb state. They are in apathy. They are in a place that they can't, they haven't stretched their spiritual muscles. They haven't given up on life. They have let negativity just drive them to the caves. You are not cave dwellers. You are champions. Champions don't dwell in the caves. But the enemy will try to drive those thoughts in you and say, retreat to, the retreat to the caves. Here it is. It's time to battle. It's time to put on the whole armor of God, church. It's time to plunder Satan's kingdom. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in 
the world. And here's the last slide, last scripture. Proverbs 4, 23. Carefully guard your thoughts because they are the source of true life. Wow. It's time. It's your turn. Remember all the times we waited in line to get on all the roller coasters and stuff? And we just waited and waited, and it was hot, and they would spray us with water and, and all this stuff. But, boy, there was nothing like when you finally got up and you're entering into that roller coaster. And you say, strap in. Because you're going for the ride of your life. Strap in. Harness in. This church is about to go on an adventure like you have never seen before. But our hearts have got to be right. Our thought process has to be right. Because if you're called to be a tile breaker, you can't have negativity. You can't have deferred faith. You can't have deferred hope. You can't have any of that stuff. We got to catch God thoughts. You know how you catch God thoughts? Prayer. Fasting. Intercession. Prayer. <laughs> Fasting. Intercession. Prayer. Fasting. Intercession. Reading God's word. You know, someone said to me, I don't have time to read God's word. You got Bluetooth? You got a cell phone? You know, you got a Bible program. My Bible program reads to me in the car. Got a one-hour commute? Let the Word of God fill your car. Let the Word of God fill your heart. Get the Word of God. So now, the Word of God, prayer, intercession, fasting. Uh-oh, there's another one. And loving one another. Opening your homes. Opening your hearts. Being brave. Being courageous. Stepping out into something you've never stepped out in before. Try something new. Well, I'm not called. Everybody's called. They're just called to different things. I believe God is sovereign. He could do anything he wants to do. And he's about to have his way in this church. Pastor, how much time do I have here? Oh, that's good. That's a good sign. When, when you go like that, that's Italian for don't worry about it, Charlie. Thoughts, 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 thoughts. You guys, you just think about, I don't know if you guys are going to post this stuff on your website or whatever, but, you know, even if you read over the slides again, think about it. You know, in order to change your thought process, it's, <laughs> you got to hear it over and over. Well, I'm just going to spread it on the floor. You just got to hear it over and over and over again to change our thought process. We have to hear it over and over and over again. 
But everything that stifles a church, everything that stops a church, everything that stops a body of believers from going forward is you buy into negativity. Man, I think of every church we built, we got fought. The grocery store, 18 months of fighting before we could put a shovel in the ground. And hearing all the negativity, and every time I'd hear the negative, I would say, nope, this is God's, this is God's will for our city. We're not going to back off. We're not going to give up. We're going to fight. And all those negative thoughts kept coming. And I remember going to the property where we were getting ready to build, and I brought mustard seed with me, and I just started spreading it on the ground, spreading it. And I said, Lord, when you speak, your word is true. The word says it's impossible for you to lie. You're the Alpha and the Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You put this God thought in us to build an inner city grocery store to take care of the poor and the needy. You gave us that thought. So you know what? You got to grow this seed. You got you to do it. We're going to pray. But you know what? We need you to partner with us. And what it was, I'm going to tell you exactly what it was. We are a people of faith, we're the church we're out of, and we had a lot of faith, but you know what? We didn't put a demand on the anointing. We didn't put a demand on God. And when we started saying, grow this seed in the name of Jesus, all of a sudden, everything started to just flow, and the seed started to grow. We're living proof. We're, we're, we are sitting here. Here's a woman that was told in 1995 she might not make it past a year. Take her home. Make her comfortable. We have been, I have suffered two heart attacks. I've got five stents. But you know what? People are saying, slow down. I'm not slowing down. God has not told me to slow down. If God says slow down, I'll slow down. He hasn't say, said slow down. He's, actually, he says quite the opposite. There's too much more for you to do. And i got people saying, write a book. Write a book. God's not telling me to write a book. Oh, you've got to put all this stuff down about the prophetic. No. I, God's not saying Write a book. You know, I want to hear God's voice. I want his thoughts. And, you know, when you get to learn to hear God's voice, man's voice, you know, I just put my armor. Praise the Lord. You know, thank you for having faith in me. But that seed, I'm looking at the seed in my life. Let's see. I don't see one that says book on it. So if it doesn't have book seed, it's not going to grow in me. I'm trying to make it really simple for you guys. Watch your thoughts. Guard your hearts. You know, the Word of God says guard your hearts because everything flows out of your heart. <laughs> the Bible also says you better guard your heart because what's already in it ain't so hot. Wow. By the way, 
don't get upset with me, but those are the best bags to use, dime bags. <laughs> Someone says, Charlie, you know what they put in there? I says, I know. I came out of the world. But we're going to fill those little bags with the good seed, the seed of God. You know, I, <laughs> I was in one church and got all these drug addicts that came to church that, and they're all looking because I'm holding these things, and I said, no, this is the good stuff. This is the stuff that if you let it inside of you, you'll grow, and it will be a tree of righteousness that will grow up inside of you, and it will have the thoughts that God wants to have for you. Right, let's do this, Sharon. Let's pray for a few people, and um, 4 o'clock in the morning is going to come early. <laughs>